We going coast to coast. We going coast to coast. TV time. Going. Sports center got the top stories. You know they gon' have to recognize. Top five, get your mind right. Who's staying who on the sidelines? Alabama over to Atlanta. Louisiana to the Mid-Atlanta. Cold state of Texas up to Philly. Came from Cali to the Windy City. New York down to MIA. Where your game been is MIA. Sports center. Coast to coast. It's where you come when you want the most. Every city, every state and time. Get ready, we about to break it down. Nick, you had mentioned before the game you weren't sure how players would respond to, to being underdogs in this game. Just how do you think they responded, and how much was that used as motivation? Um, I, I think what these guys really wanted to sort of gain was more respect. Um, not just the fact that they were underdogs, because I think we had a tremendous amount of respect for Georgia, their team, and what they accomplished. Um, but you guys gave us a lot of really positive rat poison. The rat poison that you usually give us is usually fatal. But the rat poison that you put out there this week was yummy. <laughs> Breaking news here on CBS Sports HQ. Clay Helton has been fired we begin as with USC's head news coach. Breaking just Helton short time already ago, on the hot seat. Coming into this season, Clay maybe Helton the past couple of seasons, with the news over the week. Courtney reports like in Riley's leaving Oklahoma. He will take the head coach of the Mike Thomas family. It's the biggest college football hire since Nick Saban. You get to sit with college coaches and you talk with them and you get you you could sometimes walk out and you go, that dude's different. First time I sat down and talked with him, I said, that guy's different. And Lincoln Riley was once from a small town, and he is now living in Los Angeles. The new USC football coach now joins us live in studio. Let's bring in Lincoln Riley. been a while uh since jamie and i have done a uh blood sweat and beers league podcast but it felt appropriate given the circumstances that we're in coming into the final week of the regular season getting ready to gear up for the playoffs uh in a world where only half the playoff field is set we have got four teams and three spots 
And uh, that math doesn't quite work out if you, uh, if you can count. So uh, without further ado, we'll bring in Jamie to do his best Chris Collinsworth slide uh, <laughs> into the podcast here. Uh, Jamie, welcome. Welcome, Jordan. Thank Good to be back with you. Uh, I'm trying to grin like Chris Collinsworth. I don't know if I can quite get that slide. <laughs> that slide is, uh, it, it, it's probably a mid-season point for him, not quite where it needs to be for me. Yeah, that's all right. I've got, you guys can't see it. I've got Jamie on video. Sadly, <laughs> I'm not on video. I don't have a webcam hooked up to this, uh, this PC that I got. So he gets to look at my pretty headshot and uh, I get to look at his prettier face. It, his headshot looks better than my face. <laughs> I won't lie, it is a good headshot, but it was it, it's, a, it's a damn good headshot. It, it was professionally done. I mean, what can mm -hmm. I say? And I didn't mm -hmm. pay for it. Work paid for it. So they made mm -hmm. me look good. Um, you know, business is business. You got to, you got to sex sells. So you got to look good to, to make money. these <laughs> days. Um, all right. So we got a little bit of an agenda for you guys to so just read through this. Uh, we got playoff scenarios for everybody that, that needs them uh, coming into this week. Jamie and I will talk through those. Uh, also going to talk scheduling a little bit, both uh, this season and potentially what a submission to the league office might look like uh, in the offseason. Also, a really great website that Jamie found that has some very interesting insights into uh, potential outcomes and, and what outcomes would have been versus the field for each team in our league. I'll, I'll let him, I won't steal his thunder. I'll let him talk through that when we get to it. Uh, just found it. Really great site. I might be using that going forward. Um, Win-loss predictions for this week. That's a pretty standard thing that we do. And then uh, Jamie wanted to talk about T.O.'s uh, foray into uh, which side of the playoff bracket he may or may not end up in uh, after this week. So, you know, we, we might come up with some random shit to talk about in between here and there. But those are the kind of the four things uh, for here and now. So um, I guess we'll jump right into it with playoff scenarios for everybody. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up Sleeper. I think we got... We got three people that are locked in, right? Is that correct? That's Jamie? correct. Yep. Yeah. So as of right now, just from a seeding perspective, uh, with this website that I found that also does the schedule comparison, right now T and I, T O and I, one or two seeds, uh, don't know how it's going to end up, but we're locked in to first round buys there. Shane is either going to be the three seed or the four seed. Eric has the ability to, uh, if he wins and Shane loses, which is currently projected that way, uh, Eric will jump into that three spot. But Eric has the most outcomes. He can be the three seed, four, five, six, or seven. According to the playoff odds I am looking at, Eric has roughly a 19% for third place. 26% for fourth, 3% for fifth, 35% for sixth, and 17% for seventh. So it's, it could go anywhere for yeah, Eric. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then um, Max has four through seven that he can land, as well as uh, Aaron, and then you as well. But you, you and Max have understandably higher percentage odds for those playoff spots than uh, Aaron does at the moment. Look at this. It's got power ranks and everything. Mm -hmm. 
Look at Jamie hanging out there at the top. You know. The power rankings. Ikea's not that <clears throat> far behind. No, I'm you guys kidding. are right there neck and neck. Yeah. The playoff machine. So this is predicting, if I'm looking at this right, this is predicting that uh, Max, Eric, and I will make it, and Aaron would be the odd man out. That's interesting. Yeah. At the moment, at the moment, Aaron is pretty much given a 43% chance of not making the playoffs, which is the highest, uh, only next to Max has a 36% chance of not making the playoffs. So between the two, you have 89 or 79% chance right there. That just shows how much how many playoff scenarios that obviously you have the best of chance. It is giving Jordan a 3% chance of not making the playoffs, which I would say is pretty uh, favorable towards Michael. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's pretty much saying Michael has a 3% chance of, uh, of beating Jordan. But it's all, Jordan, it's pretty fascinating at the moment with Aaron's loss last night that we're at the point where if anybody wins, they are in between Aaron, Eric, Max, and yourself. Given that Aaron has is currently on, on the outside looking in, he has a higher uh, points for than... Eric, he has about 2740, uh, 2740 points, and Eric has 2650. So good, substantial mark there. And when you play each other, if, if Aaron automatically wins, he'll get a higher, obviously, points for at the end of the year than Eric automatically. So it's, it's all to play for right in front of us. It's absolutely wild. You made good points, Jamie, about every, you know, when you're in pretty much. Aaron made that point too earlier in the group meet. He was talking about uh, Eric and himself pretty much. Their playoffs start this week. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in the playoffs this week. Mm -hmm. You win and you're going to the dance. Mm -hmm. Max also said it earlier today. He's just like, all it takes is you just got to make the dance. That's it mm -hmm. in this league. If yeah. you're one of those top six teams, unless something is really fluky, there's so much parity in our league, especially this year. Uh, Anybody's team could get hot at the right time. Injuries, uh, you know, hmm. aside, really, at this point, because uh, everybody's banged up and everybody's got guys that are questionable or could end up on the COVID list at any given time. Like, I believe that happened to Max with Keenan Allen. Um, I think Keenan Allen's vaccinated, but that's still a player you don't want to be without mm -mm. when your uh, playoff berth is hanging in the balance. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. If, I, I doubt that Max will get him back, but. You never know. He's probably watching that a lot closer than I have. Uh, I don't know what his status is right now as we speak, but still, it's just not something you want to have to deal with. Um, yeah, I just to add to Keenan Allen's status um, from what it says on Sleeper, he'll need to be asymptotic and return. Uh, or sorry, asymptomatic. <laughs> ah, sorry, that's oh, the, we're leaving that in for sure. We're not cutting that out. <laughs> That's the math in me. 
<laughs> asymptotic. <laughs> asymptotic is a, a graph term when a thing moves. Yeah, <laughs> baby, that is good stuff. Everybody will get a good laugh out of that when that comes. <laughs> when that comes how, how do you spell asymptotic? Okay, we asymptotic. don't have We don't have time for that. But I read that it needs uh, to be asymptomatic stuff. and return two negative tests 24 hours apart in order to be cleared to play this Sunday. So I feel like it's possible. It's just with COVID, you just never know. Yeah, you just don't know. Yep. <laughs> I, I love how uh, I, I feel like, you know, on Saturday as, or Sunday, excuse me, as the game started to come to a close, even in the group me, the whole league was doing the, the hangover calculus meme, trying to figure out what, uh, what the scenarios were for everyone to make it. But, I mean, really, it's pretty simple. I mean, with the exception of Max, whose fate really isn't in his own hands, winning you're in. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. really all it is. I mean, Max, Max can, if he does win, and Aaron does win, He'll be in because he'll most likely. Well, that's the thing. Well, it really boils down to. I mean, would would Max not be in regardless of the outcome of Aaron and Eric, or would they end up in a tie for the for the record? Max can get in if Aaron loses, because uh, Max uh, has a better points for than Aaron. Those are two ways. Those are the two ways I believe, Max. I'm I'm ignoring all. I'm just assuming you're in at this point. Technically, Max can get in if you lose, but I'm assuming you're going seems, to win. That seems far fetched. We'll just call it what it is. Yeah, There's I mean, not I'm very just... many times where me of all people is willing to say the game is over at nine thirty-five <laughs> on a on a, on a uh, what is today Tuesday? Yeah, on a yeah. Tuesday before the first game even kicks off on a Thursday. Shane's going to love this part when he's going to be like, are you <laughs> all the bitching you just did last week about five minutes into the games and you're sitting here ready to call your match on the Tuesday before the week even starts. That's right. Uh, but I mean, Michael scored 79 points last week. That's just, I mean, just call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say we're backing this uh, statement up with data instead of just emotional support. Uh, currently, the three percent that it gives you of not making the playoffs is based on data that runs ten thousand Monte Carlo simulations of each matchup. So I think that is being that's saying what three percent of ten thousand. I mean that's pretty small sample size right there. Yeah. So so if we assume I'm in, right? So we've got that's four teams locked in. So now we got three teams fighting for two spots. And I mean, really it comes down to if Eric wins, it's, it's really, it's him and Max because uh, Aaron mm -hmm. will be uh, six and eight at that point. Mm -hmm. Eric will be eight and six. Um, I guess uh, Max and I would both be seven and seven and he's got me on points four, I believe. So he would be the fifth seed. Not necessarily. So that's where it gets really interesting and, Looking at the playoff odds, you have a better chance. Uh, statistically, you have a 36% chance versus Max's 26% chance to get that fourth seed. Because, 
Yeah. Well, if Eric's eight and six, he's going to be the fourth seed if he is the one. That oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I meant the uh, the fifth seed. Fifth so seed I, was, yeah. I was looking the wrong column. Even That's even a, a greater disparity. You actually have a 45% chance of the fifth seed, while Max has a 2% chance. I wonder how that could be if we end up both seven and seven, because he's got me on points four. He, he, got, he has you on points four, but only by, by 30 right now, 32 point four. That's true, I guess. That's not a far more. I mean, that's a, I could eat that margin, yeah. Yeah. It would have to be a hell of a week, but right. Mara back, I guess anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would take, you've shown it that you can put up 250, 260 easily in a week. You've put up 300. I mean, it just takes a week where you have 260 and max. 220 is about average. It's not a bad score. So it could happen, but it's unlikely. Man, but I'm loving this, though. It's tight. It is tight on the last week of the season, but this is why you play fantasy sports right here. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is where uh, I'm looking for some kind of phrase to, to put a cap on the season, but this is where the money's made. This is mm -hmm. where the chickens come home to roost right here. The yeah. last week of the season. I mean, with all the, the, the moves that people have made this year and it coming down to it being this close, it's, it's going to be rough for someone here. And I think this has by, by far been the most aggressive mm -hmm. mid-season uh, roster move season for our league. Uh, yeah. Really got kicked up. I mean, it was kind of quiet for the first, I don't know, five or six weeks of the season. People trying to feel out their teams and figure out where, the, where they might be, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses were. And then... There was like a trade here, a trade there. And then uh, uh, I feel like the trade that I made for Camara really set it off in terms of people needed, not because they were afraid of me, but they were just like, like my team with Camara. But people were just like, you know, if, I, if I'm going to win, if I'm going to go win this championship, I've got to sell out right now, like the Rams are doing in real life. Mm -hmm. uh, and just go get whatever I think it is that I need to go win a championship. It's the first time we've seen that in our league, and I think it's worked out great. I mean, look at where we are right now. And by the way, our league table next year is going to look completely different with all the teams that are now stacked on draft picks mm -hmm. uh, and or are really young. And really, when it comes down to that, I think Eric is the best position team out of everybody. I mean, oh, he's yeah. going to be the fourth seed in this year's playoffs, and he's got draft picks out the butthole. Mm -hmm. uh, the next couple years. So I think we're going to be talking about Eric as a championship caliber team within two years. And that's being generous. I think next year it's a real threat. Yeah. Just to <clears throat> give the audience some of the draft picks that Eric has for next year, he has his own first round and he has three second rounds, his own Aaron's and Jordan's. And then he has uh, Seth's third round should be a high pick, Aaron's fourth round, and then his own fourth round, and the fifth round. So he has not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has eight picks, but those second rounders, I mean, you can get some really good value on that second either, round. Either some great value offensive guys or some top-tier defenders mm -hmm. in that round, mm -hmm. for sure.
And then you look at 2023, I mean, he's got two firsts. He's got two seconds again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his third and his fourth. So, I mean, he, yeah. yeah. Eric's going to be, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants in terms of drafting or trading for whoever, whoever he thinks he needs. It'd be easy. Yeah. I was, I was looking at today because uh, I saw that Aaron didn't have his own first round. I was like, who... Who's rooting the most for Aaron to miss the playoffs because Aaron doesn't have his first round? Oh, that would be Seth. And Seth is in line, looks like to get second based off points for or max points. I actually haven't looked at that that closely. I believe you're right. I believe it's I believe he's second. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought too. Because I thought it was close between Kyle and uh Shane. But with Seth having actually. Uh, Kyle will be second. Kyle? That's uh, the max points for for Michael are just under 2,500. And then Kyle's is 26.52, and Seth's is 29.47. Mm. I missed that. Apology. So, so Seth still having 3-4 if Aaron were to miss the playoffs, which I think is extremely strong given – his quarterback situation and some of his young players. So that, that as well, moving forward. Whew. As well as Kyle. Yeah. What is Kyle's, what is Kyle's draft? We're going, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but what does Kyle's uh, <laughs> situation look like? So, so Kyle has my first round pick as well as his first round pick. He has my second round pick. He doesn't have his own second round pick. He has Max's third round pick. He doesn't have his own third round pick. He has my fourth round pick and his own fourth round pick and then the fifth round pick. So Kyle's kind of just set up throughout the draft. Yeah. And if you look at, just looking at 23 as well, he's got two Mm -hmm. firsts, one of which is yours. Yep. Uh, two seconds, one of which is yours. He's got two thirds, one is Shane's. Who knows what his team will look like uh, by t- by the time twenty three comes around. Mm-hmm. But so my thing with Kyle is he's got a he's got a good draft capital future. I don't know if he quite has the roster that Eric has mm-hmm. currently, um, but he's got the draft picks, and you never know. You hit on a couple of those. Even if you get two offensive studs out of the, all those picks, I mean that's a good job in my book. Yeah. So he he's got some players that just the future could be anything. I mean, we don't chase young with the ACL. I, I wish him the best, but he could come back and be a, a stud. Travis ETN, another early injury that could come back and really be a good running back for yeah. Jacksonville. We don't we don't know what to expect about Jordan Love either. Uh mm. with you know, who knows what Aaron Rodgers will be doing or where he'll be next year. Uh, he might end up, Jordan Love might end up being a starting quarterback. You never know. Yeah. And, and then, oh, yeah, Kyle has just, I think, the uh, cherry on top with who knows players of Michael Thomas. I mean, do the Saints improve their quarterback situation? Does Michael Thomas just improve his own health situation? I mean, we were talking about the Ohio State being a high, Hall of Famer easily. And whoo. Only time will tell. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, because uh, I want to make sure that we, uh, we get everything in that we wanted to talk about. Let's, let's put a bow on playoff scenarios. 
and then we can move on to uh, whatever our, what was our next thing? Uh, scheduling. I think that's going to be another interesting topic. So basically, we'll, we'll start with me because I'm the easiest. If I win, I'm in. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Um, seating, don't know what that would look like, but I'm in. Uh, Eric and Aaron, uh, if Eric wins, he's in. And I believe that would also put Max in as well. Uh, because if Max, even if Max loses to T.O., he'll be six and eight. So will Aaron, but he's got Aaron on points for mm. So he'll be in. If Aaron wins, he's in. Uh, now, how does he relate to Max and Eric? Uh, let's look at this. So points four, Max, ha <clears throat> Max has Eric as well. But if Max loses, he'll be six and eight, and Eric will be seven and seven. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's going to put Eric in and leave Max looking on the outside in. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I were Max, I'd be pulling for Eric really hard. <laughs> and that's really the, the summation of it. Well, I, if they all end seven and seven, Max would have most likely still the highest points for and be in over... That would also be a scenario. You're absolutely right. If yeah. somehow we all end up seven and seven, I'm still in. And uh, I believe that that would put Max in because Max he, is in. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. got the highest points four out of all the four of us. Yeah. And then just looking at it, uh, it would really come down to the, to the total points of Eric and Aaron's match. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not entirely close on points four, but uh, you never know. I mean, well, in the in the event that all four teams would be seven and seven, Eric would be looking out because he has the lowest points for it there. Right, right. It would it would take. It would That's take what I mean. Eric. It would take a hell of a week for Eric to get in on his own points for if we all end up tied record. Yeah, wise. yeah, yeah. It would. So at the moment, it, it pretty much is. Eric should have to win. And if he doesn't win, he's counting on T.O. to beat Max. Yep. And that's his way of also getting in. Yep. Which I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to be counting on that because as good as T.O.'s team is, Max's team is just as dangerous right yeah. now. So <laughs> I, I would not want to be uh, gambling on that. So that's kind of the scenarios uh, for you guys out there listening. Um, it's a crazy time to be a part of our league vying for the, the final playoff spots as we get around to, to closing the season. So uh, with that being said, let's talk about how we got to this point, uh, the schedule this season uh, and what it could potentially look like next season. Um, I know Jamie, that site that you sent me that we were talking about earlier had some really, really interesting insights uh, to it. Like I'll just speak, uh, let me just speak for my own team, and then we can kind of look at the the whole of the league. Um, I believe that was schedule comparison yes. that I was looking at. So I mentioned this to Jamie. Uh, so there's – you can look at <clears throat> your schedule and what they call versus whose schedule, and then there's another one where it's weekly records versus all teams show. So it shows you the team name and then weeks one through 13 – and then what your record would have been as that team versus the rest of the league for each week. And then it gives you a total record at the end. 
Uh, and this is largely consistent with what we see in the league rankings. Um, just for example, Jamie and T.O. at the top, Jamie's total record on the season would have been 92 and 25. T.O.'s total record would have been 89 and 28. And then we fall off uh, 13 games to the next best to Max at 76 and 41. Aaron at 75 and 42. Myself at 67 and 50. And then uh, it kind of cuts off at uh, Eric at 60 and 57, close to 500. But for myself, my own team is what, what jumped out on the page. And there's a, a, a couple other teams that have this as well is uh, a total of five times throughout the season where my, my score versus the league, I would have been nine and zero or eight and one five times, but also there's uh, was it four or five times, Jamie, where I would have been either one and eight or two and seven. I think it was three of those and three times. That's yep. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and only, and one of those was before the bye week started. So who knows that must've just <laughs> been a complete fluke week. <laughs> um, but yours, and I'm looking at yours, Jamie, and yours is actually remarkably consistent. I mean, the worst record I see is four and five versus the league in week three. And yeah. every, every other week is six and three or better, yeah. which is really impressive. It's, it, it's pretty interesting. I would even go one step further and say, T.O., the line below, until this last week when he went three and six, he was five and four or better each week against the rest of the league, that's which I, I think that's even more average consistency. But, I mean, that just shows that T.O. and I uh, have just been up there with some of them, a couple 9-0 weeks, a couple 8-1 weeks. Something else that just caught my eye, and this will make Max feel better about himself, um, <laughs> even if he doesn't make the playoffs, is if you <laughs> take a look at week 9 <laughs> and forward for Max, let me just read these uh, – records off for max versus the league from week nine to present day going into week 14 and week nine is really after he started to make all of his trades and moves and whatnot max's team versus the league in week nine would have been eight and one week 10 seven and two week 11 seven and two week 12 seven and two and week 13 also seven and two hmm. so i mean that's a combined record of what uh 28 and eight is what 36 36 and nine over that stretch. I mean, wow. Far and, and away. And, and, and this team may not make the playoffs. I mean, that's at a point where we are in the league. That's, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible when you look at that. A 36 and nine team over the past five weeks missing the playoffs. Uh, I, you mentioned it the other day that Max's team is probably the most dangerous five or six seed that we would ever see. And I mean, that's kind of the proof in the pudding right there. Yeah. I mean, and then going up to the schedule comparisons, Max's current schedule that he's on six and seven would be the same. If, if he had Shane's schedule, it would also be six and seven, but everyone else's schedule, he would be much ahead of. In matter of fact, if he had TO's schedule, Max would be eleven and two. Which you know, while while we're talking about this uh, this whole scheduling thing, and maybe this is a good segue into it, this would be a really interesting tool to analyze future schedules with, if we could figure out a way to kind of plug it in. 
because uh, I, I get the feeling that our future schedule creation may be a bit manual. Uh, this would be an interesting tool to compare that with, uh, whether it be in advance or in hindsight to say, okay, this method that we're using, how balanced and fair is it really? Uh, so this, this is a great tool that Jamie has found for us. Um, yeah, like he, like you said, you can look at your own schedule and see what record you would have had if you had other schedules. I just noticed Jamie, that had you had TO schedule, you would be undefeated. How about that? <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> Jamie would be 13 and 0 if he had TO schedule. Oh man. Yeah, it looks like uh, would have the, uh, the the what is it the seventy six Dolphins or whatever whatever <laughs> have me nervous seventy six Hoosiers. Uh, that's uh, last team to go undefeated in college basketball. No, no big deal. But yeah, To you've had it easy. What can I say? If I look at, uh, I mean, To would have had a good record no matter whose schedule he had. The worst option for him would either have been trading schedules with uh, Seth, Max, or Aaron. Oh, sorry, Kyle, not Aaron. And his record would have been eight and five, which is right. probably still good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, just just quickly, Jordan, uh, just for the audience, this website's called V T H E. Uh, that's the first word. F F Hub dot com. So theffhub.com is the name of this, where you just plug in the league ID that's for Sleeper to the URL. If you just go sleeper.app slash leagues, league ID slash league, you plug that in and, and it does this all for you. Yeah, it's a good point. We can, uh, we can share that out when we get the pod posted. I'm going to chop and screw this and get it sent over to Seth. And then whenever he uploads, we can share the link for the podcast and then um, share out the that. link for the site <laughs> and uh, you know, the steps and whatnot to get to it. Cause I do think people in our league would be really interested in some of this stuff. Um, so, yeah, so let's talk about, that's kind of what we're looking at. You know, if we analyze everybody's schedule this season, I know it, it came up the other day uh, and I had mentioned that Jamie and I were working on uh, a submission to the league office this off season for potential scheduling changes going into next season. And I, I do think that Seth has looked at this before on his own, but it's, it's, it was difficult, at least to the naked eye, without having any kind of division set up like they do in real life. Um, and I don't disagree at all. I, I think, you know, you've, you've really got to look at it and it's probably going to be a manual schedule creation or you're going to have to create some kind of very complex Excel sheet where you put in all the numbers and jargon and whatnot, and it spits out a schedule. But uh, just going back to the conversation you and I had, Jamie, I think you said it best and I'll, I'll read this aloud and you can tell me if your position is the same or it's changed, but the recommendation that you had offered and we can, we'll obviously, when we formally submit this, we'll expand on it. But uh, you said, I personally believe you should play everybody twice, which would be nine weeks throughout the season. And then you play the five teams nearest your last year's standings again. So just to kind of layman's terms that everybody plays everybody twice, like Jamie said, and that'll bring out nine weeks. And then let's say I finished um, fifth in the league. That means that I would play the third and fourth team 
from the previous season's rankings and the sixth and seventh team from the previous season's rankings. Uh, and that would be my schedule. Randomized, obviously. Um, and I thought at the end of the day, that was a pretty simple way to do it. The only challenging piece is we've got to find some kind of way or system. Maybe it is manual where you got to sit down and actually calculate it out. Uh, just a quick way to generate that schedule mm. without duplicates and whatnot. But um, I thought you said that really well. So I don't know if you want to add to it or, or comment on it, but I thought that was a really great idea. Yeah. The, I think you said everything pretty well. The one thing uh, I would correct is play everyone once, not twice. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But it, it, we also with the added one game that I didn't think about this when I'm now hearing this back, uh, we have one more game in our regular season because the NFL added one more game. And sure. I didn't think of that when I made the two above you, two below you kind of proposal, uh, because that would only get us, you play everyone once, that's nine. You play two above, two below you in the previous regular season, that's only um, 13. So we need to get to 14. And yeah. so- You could get creative, you know, it could be, a, could be a rival, could be a reason to bring back the rivalry that we did a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It could be random. Uh, out of a hat, there's options. Yeah, I, the other thing I was thinking, and it kind of makes it easy when it's 14 for the playoff teams is, if you make the playoffs the, the year before and you play everyone once and then you play all the playoff teams again another time, that gets you to 14. Because there's six playoff teams, you play the other five once you get to there. And then for just the teams that don't make the playoffs, they would just play possibly another non-playoff team once. I mean, it would get to the point where it would kind of standardize the league on a scheduling basis where you're the, the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year are getting rewarded with a much easier schedule than the teams that didn't make the playoffs. And you're looking at where I play T.O. twice, but Michael only plays T.O. once. I mean, most likely that's just going to be one and one for me, oh, and one for Michael, so it doesn't hurt him as much, and he has a better chance to get wins against Aaron, Seth, or Kyle, or even possibly Shane. Uh, so mm -hmm. something to think about. Uh, I mean, there's options. I, I think I like the the path that you and I started to head down. And I think it's, it'll be great to give everybody a preview when they hear this about kind of what we're thinking to submit. Mm -hmm. um, but this tool that we're looking at now, I think would be great to go back and, and look at in hindsight, like I said, and say, okay, this is the way it broke down. Unfortunately, we only have like one, one data set, one year's data set worth to look at. Um, unless maybe we could, we could tell it to look at previous year's leagues. I don't know if we have the same league ID for each season. That would be something to look at. Um, but at least we have something to compare it to, to say, hey, if we switch to this new system at the end of the season, we can go back and see how balanced were the schedules. And, and we can go from there. Jordan, I actually do think we could do a previous league. It'd be huge yeah. if the league IDs are different. Yeah. Yeah, they are different. So there we go. So then we'll have well, we've been on Sleeper for what, three years now? Two years? It's definitely been two years. I'm just not sure if it's been three. Um, 
So at a minimum, we'll have a couple seasons worth of data to go back and, and look at and compare to, which I think would be great. Mm -hmm. um, all right, cool. Well, that's, uh, that's kind of our bit on scheduling and, and this season and what it could look like in the future. Obviously, some tweaks and formalizations that Jamie and I will make, but uh, that's kind of the path we're, we're starting down. So uh, without further ado, I guess we'll jump into predictions mm. for this week. Mm. Uh, we kind of we we grazed to the top of with uh, sort of the playoff scenarios um, earlier, but <clears throat> if we go look at week fourteen, um, I, I'll defer to you, Jamie. I'll let you go first, and before oh, I get boy, <laughs> so I'll I'll start with myself. It's just only at the top. I'm currently projected two nineteen to one seventeen against Kyle. Um, I think my team gets there over the line with that win. I'll, I'll give myself by 65. I think Kyle overperforms. Kyle has a dark horse there. But moving on to, I would argue, the main event, Aaron and Eric. Aaron is... I think we're arguing about the main event this week, Jamie. I really don't. I mean, this is <sighs> this is the, the, the last fight of the card, to be <sighs> sure. I don't think we're arguing about that. Aaron is currently projected at 236 to Eric's 213. That is that is a huge projection uh, difference right there. I, I'm just looking at the matchups real quick. I believe Some, these lineups, by the way, are set because no one has a bye week here. Yep. That I'm, looking I was, at. I'm looking at their matchup live right now. I think the one thing that I would make sure from Aaron's lineup that kind of cost him this past week is the health of uh, Henderson. If Henderson's not ready to go, that's a, great that's, point. A, that's a pretty big hole that uh, Aaron's been leaning on. I mean, the man has done extremely well. He's been in double digits all but two games this year. I mean, he's pretty much a set it and forget it guy in the lineup that Aaron's been counting on that for whether it's flux or just running back, but he's got, he's got his running back set and he is a classic flex guy. So I, I really think that's kind of the key to this matchup. I'm just looking, I don't know who you, if I'm Aaron, I don't know who you plug in at that last flex spot. I mean, his options are pretty much all even mm -hmm. in my opinion about who I pop in there. I mean, Kenyon Drake out for the year, so that kind of makes that easy. Kareem Hunt's questionable. He's projected nine points. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who knows what the Cleveland offense will, will do any given week. He's only projected six. Tyler Boyd, you know, that wide receiver room between Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Boyd, any given week, any one of those guys can go off, but it mm. seems like if one of them is eating, the rest of them are not. So, you know, who knows there? Uh, Marquez Callaway, don't know if I love that with, with Taysom Hill playing quarterback or whoever is playing quarterback that's not <laughs> famous Winston for the Saints. Uh, and Joku's on the COVID list. Tyler Higby, again, kind of a question mark. Who knows, mm -hmm. although he's projected eight points. So I think you're absolutely right. I think that Henderson is definitely a key to this matchup, projected at 14. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a guy that can really make up for – times in which 
Uh, guys don't do well. I mean, the last time he played Arizona, he got 14, carried the ball 14 times for 89 yards, was productive in the passing game. It's And it, that, that he didn't even score a touchdown. And against Arizona, they would they would love him. So it's 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 really the fact that anyone that Aaron or sorry Aaron puts in there could really lower that projection to where it gets really tight. All right, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask a tough oh. question. What's the pick? <laughs> What's the pick? I'm I'm going Aaron. I like I like Aaron. I keep fucking this up. I love Aaron's quarterback matchups. Dak at Washington, Stafford in Arizona in the dome. I feel like that's a that's a game. The Rams a Monday Night Football. That's a game where I think it goes well. I don't know if I really like Lamar at Cleveland. I, Derek Carr at Kansas City. The way Kansas City defense has been playing, I feel like with the quarterbacks there. It definitely favors Aaron to have breakout games with his quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Derek Carr in Kansas City, that could turn into a track meet real quick. I don't mm -hmm. think Vegas can keep up with Kansas City. But that being said, uh, you know, it appears that we don't have third and Sorensen going on anymore after mm -hmm. the pick six that he had this past week. You know, they I heard that saying on uh, Fox Sports today. Uh, anytime you get a third down on the Chiefs, it's just third and Sorensen. Just throw it wherever 49 mm -hmm. is at and mm -hmm. you'll pick it up. Uh, but you know, he kind of put that to bed this past week with a pick six. So mm. you never know. Um, so you're picking Aaron. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm, I'm picking Aaron by 10 and you, you know, Aaron, he's going to make it close whether he wants it or not. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll quickly go through, I was looking through T.O. and Max and I'm going to go if, if T.O. actually sets uh, a reasonable lineup, which uh, he's got, uh, he's got the Eagles boys at linebacker as well as Judon, and so there's currently three uh, spots on defense he has let to fill, and he's currently at a 205 projection. So I would consider whoever he fills those with a pretty even matchup with Max. I I like Matt Matt Max's matchups. And I think he gets it done. I have Max by 15 in this one. By 15? By 15. That's a big prediction to make against the 12 and 1 team. I it's it's a big prediction. You have Wilson at Houston. We saw how putrid that team is, especially wherever, especially in the dome. Good conditions there. You have Josh Allen against Tampa Bay. I look for a big performance by Josh Allen. I think he's mad from just Bill Belichick just stomping <laughs> all over. I, I like where that goes, the way the Steelers' defense looks against the run. Madison could get 200 yards, and they only have him projected for 7.4. So I'm not, I'm not sure where that projection is coming from. So I have max by 15. All right, fair enough. The, the next one, uh, real quick, Jordan at Michael. Jordan by 125. I'm not going to go further than that. That's just ballpark. <laughs> and Imagine and seeing a spread of minus 125. <laughs> a spread, folks. Those are not odds. That's the spread. To, to be fair, Michael doesn't have his lineup currently set, and it only has him at like 76. Jordan's currently at 188, so that's like 112. 
I, and by the way, my lineup's not set yet. No, either. no. Well, that's what I'm saying. Both lineups, I think, to a degree, are not set to the point where I think once yours is, it gets to that 125 mark. <laughs> that's fair. And, I mean, that's that's probably the easiest call you're going to make all season. So. Yeah. If I'm if I'm wrong by that in double digits, I'm fine with that. <clears throat> and then Seth and Shane. Call me crazy, but when if Shane sets a, a lineup here, he could win. I think this is going to be very close. And the way Shane's team has been playing, I I like Shane to win this by five. It's close. That's close. But you know what? I'll save it as part of my picks. Mm-hmm. But I but I think you've got something there. Mm-hmm. So. And that was it, right? That was all the picks. Yeah. If you did yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess that means uh, it's, it's my turn. So I'll, I'll run through here. My order is a little bit different on sleepers because I believe it starts with yourself and then yeah. it trickles from there. Um, so mine first up is myself versus Michael. Um, <laughs> listen, I got a lot of love for Michael and he, he knows that him, him and I chat every now and then on the side outside of the group. But um, son, I'm sorry. I'm just going to blow you out of the water here with a 12 gauge. I'm just, that's just what it's going to be. Uh, by the time I set this lineup, I'm going to be projected around 220 points. You got Kamara and Aaron Jones coming back this week. Uh, Hunter Renfro has been hot lately with the loss of Henry Ruggs. Deshaun Jackson hasn't really filled those shoes quite the way the, the Raiders would have wished. Um, I'm going to take myself over Michael by, by 175. Uh, 175 uh, is what I'm going to take him by. I mean, listen, right now I'm projected at 188. Uh, he's at 76, like you said. Um, that's that's over 100 points already of a disparity right there. Um, and if my team if my team overperforms, 175 points sounds ridiculous, but it may not be. Uh, anyways. That's me over Michael by 175 points. Next up, uh, Seth and Shane is a close one on the projections. Um, by the time Shane sets his team, like you said, Jamie, <clears throat> I think Seth squeaks it out. Mm. I think Seth squeaks it out, and I think it's really, really close. You said Shane by five. I'm taking Seth by three. Mm. I'm going even slimmer. I think it's really, really close. But I think he squeaks it out. I think it comes down to maybe a one defensive player performing versus versus one not. I'm gonna take mm. uh, I'm gonna take Seth there. Jamie and Kyle. Um, I'm not sure if Kyle's team is set yet. Do you know, Jamie? It's it's not for the most part. Boston Scott at the running back. Uh, his defensive line's empty. Okariki. Okay. At so it's not. I mean, it doesn't really matter much anyways. I'm still going to take you. It's just by a matter of how much. Um, <clears throat> what did you take yourself by? I think 75, but I okay. forget now that you Okay. Um, I'm taking Jamie by 90 oh, over boy. Kyle. Jamie <laughs> by 90 over Kyle. Uh, Max and T.O. Uh one of the two tough matchups from this week, uh, obviously between Aaron and Eric, 
both just projections wise, what's on the line, uh, picking them, man, this is tough. Um, you know, I, I think T.O. has got a great team. Obviously he's, he's the number two team in the league only by the points for situation. He's tied for the best record, but I go back to what I said earlier about Max's record over the past five weeks or so 36 and nine. I mean, mm-hmm. Just tough to argue with that. And maybe that's a little bit of recency bias. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to ride with Max. I'm going to ride with Max by 10 points. I think his team comes out and does what they what they need to do in terms of, of doing their job uh, and, and doing their best to get Max into the dance. I'm going to say Max by 10. I think he gets it done over T.O. and gives him his second loss of the season. You know, T.O.'s team is obviously great, could very easily beat Max, but – that's a dangerous, dangerous team over there that Max has. So you just never know. So Max by 10. And then the main event, the the top of the card. Um, with, you know, what else do you say about Aaron and Eric? This is this is what it is. I mean, for all the, all the marbles right here, you win and you're in. It's that simple. You don't have to worry about anybody else's outcome. Um, like you Like you said, it's close on the projections going into it. Uh, Henderson is, could be a question mark again. I hope for Aaron's sake that what happened last week doesn't happen to him this week. That's rough. Uh, you know, expecting the guy to be healthy and then turns out he's not with no indication. Um, I believe you took Aaron by what? 10. I think you said that's right. It's so tough. It is. It is tough. That's a long pause. I just took. (laughs) Uh, I was just looking even some of Eric's defensive players Uh, Joey Bosa was in concussion protocol but he should clear that but then Denzel Perryman has been just a rock for Aaron on the Raiders too at linebacker he sustained an ankle injury and so oh My my head wants to pick Eric, and my heart wants to pick Aaron. <laughs> and this is man's all-time greatest debate, your head versus your heart. Because it's never clear in any given scenario which one you should follow. Uh, but in this case, I'm going to have to go with my heart. I think I'm going to take Aaron as well. I think mm-hmm. Aaron gets it done. I think it's close, though. I think it's even slimmer than 10 points. I'm saying Aaron by five just just to get underneath you because if I look at Eric's matchups and I look at Tyler Lockett against Houston, Seattle's offense is not great this year. It's not fantastic. I don't think Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson's 100%. But Seattle against Houston, I think there's a lot of touchdowns to be had there. And and when it comes to Lockett and Metcalf, it's like one of the two each week pops off. It's not usually both, but at least one of the two. I think Lockett gets his – I could see Lockett scoring two touchdowns, obviously, plus the yardage, and it's probably a lot of yardage because he's a good deep threat. And I think Eric cashes in on the dual points for Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I see mm. Mark Andrews having a big day against Cleveland. Um, so are you are you taking Eric or Aaron? I'm saying I think it's close. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it's closer 
than than what you said at ten points. I just made it sound like I'm picking Eric. See, it's what yeah. I mean. My head versus my heart. I mean, they're pretty uh. even, right? But <laughs> I gotta still take Aaron. I just think his team mm. is better right now. I just think he's better right now. And Eric will give me shit for that if he wins, but so be it. Um, Eric's lucky I didn't just come in here and say Aaron by fucking sixty like I normally do <laughs> when it comes to Eric. So at least I'm putting some respect on his fucking name when you hear right. this, Eric. Right. It could be a lot worse. Just remember. Um, better recognize, as they say. Uh, so, so we'll take Aaron by 10, and, um, and that'll be it for me. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out in real life. So um, with, those, with those picks then, and the, the way we just did it, if those are true, it would leave Eric going from the fourth seed to missing the playoffs. Which is just wild that that's even a possibility, mm. but it is. Mm. I think it's what you strive for as a league, right? I mean, yep. you want to give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. That is that is putting forth the effort to have a chance. You know, some of the lower teams at the bottom of our league have their own agenda, and that's fine. That's what they've chosen to do. But for those that are looking to be competitive, I mean, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of being competitive, uh, the last topic that we have that we have here, I apologize, by the way, if you can hear my dog Simba. I'm not sure if the mic is picking it up, but he's over here uh, crying at some pigeons and mice that are outside the window uh, on the subway platform. So I apologize for that, if you guys can hear that. But the last topic is uh, T.O. trying to maneuver his way to mm. a certain side of the playoff bracket. Uh this is a new development just a couple hours before we ran this podcast. So uh, Jamie had already done some research into this more than I did. So I'll let him speak to it, but it's an interesting idea, certainly to get yourself to an easier side of the bracket potentially. So uh, Jamie, I know you had some thoughts. Yeah. So Tia is looking to be on the same side as whatever Shane is, but I don't think Tia is taking into the assumption that Shane won't be that competitive and he'll, he'll run in to maybe Jordan, maybe Max, if he still ends up second, if we both win and Max falls to that six seed, if Shane is still the three seed, it could be a scenario in that. But there is the scenario where if Eric wins and Shane loses, Shane flips to the four seed, and therefore, whoever is the one seed in the playoffs would get the winner of Shane and that fifth seed. So I don't think T.O. is taking into consideration that Shane could drop, Eric could go up one seed line, and whatever side he was trying to be on before is negated with the results that he are unknown to us. I think it's a great point. I didn't even look at it that way until you said it. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, we're over here splitting hairs on three teams out of the four making the playoffs and here's Shane then going back and forth across the (laughs) bracket. And you're trying to track that because we have Seth being extremely competitive. It's like the game within the game within the game. It's Mm -hmm. like we're, We've got a game within the game of teams trying to get in the dance. And then we've got a game within that game of T.O. trying to get himself mm-hmm. into a scenario where he's playing an easier road. But we don't even know where Shane's going to end up by, things all, by the time it's all said and done. Exactly. 
I mean, we're we're talking about a scenario. It's almost like in soccer. You got to do your part and just hope the results on the other end are favorable to you. I mean, we're we're in such a league that anything can go in so many different directions. So it's it's hard to play your cards in the way Tio thinks. The grass is always greener on the other side. So, <laughs> or is it greener where you water it? You never know. Hard, uh, hard to water the grass without uh, any players in your lineup, right, Tio? That is. That is <laughs> listen. I'm going to withhold comment, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. Um, no, that's a good point. I didn't entirely understand what T.O. was talking about in the group me, but the way you said it, Jamie, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, tell you what, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be playing the chess match with uh, where Shane's team is going to end up. I'd be focusing on Max. Not that it matters for T.O., but um, if I could do what I – if I could do anything to help myself right now, mm-hmm. it would be keeping Max out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you want that team that's 36 and nine over the past five weeks mm-hmm. at your dance party. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody wants that. So yeah. that's, that's what I, I'd be worried about. I, I would agree with the irony in Tia worrying about where Shane is, where for the last four weeks, I've been just been looking at where Max is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's just like they print them on every car's mirror, right? Objects in your mirror are closer mm-hmm. than they appear. Uh, that's just where we're at. So um, that's all we had in terms of topics. I'm not sure if there's anything else you wanted to chit chat about Jamie for the league, but uh, I'm good. If you're good, Um, you're shaking your head that you're good. So I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. It's uh, it's great to have been back with you this fine Tuesday evening here at a cold, dark, early December night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a white hot playoff race that mm. we are in right now. Um, hope everybody enjoys this. It's our first one in a while. Haven't, haven't done one in a while. Um, hopefully we get to do more during the playoffs. Um, you know, this is, this is the time of year where the checks get cashed. So, mm. um, yeah, anyways, good podcasting. I'll shut up and let Jamie say whatever he wants to say to close it out. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> typical me i'm rambling and rambling and rambling and jamie's just like yeah we'll fucking see you later people jordan don't worry you you didn't say uh asymptotic when it was asymptomatic <laughs> talking about covid so i think yeah. i think i'll get my uh jeers that way they'll get a good kick out of it mm-hmm. right, boys, <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed this and uh we'll, we'll catch you on the next one